Welcome to episode four of the Jazz Nation podcast. On this week's episode, we start off by going outside the jazz bubble with some NBA news with our assistant to the host, Will Wonder. Next up, we answer some listener questions. After that, we go into this week's interview with former Utah Jazz ball boy, Mike. And we actually start off the interview by coming up with a new title for that job. And then we speak with Mike about his time with the Utah Jazz. This would be the D-Will era of the Utah Jazz. So, of course, we had to ask Mike about some possible D-Will and Jerry Sloan drama. Listen to that interview to see what he says about that. And we wrap up today's episode of the podcast by looking ahead and giving our prediction for this week's jazz games. We thank you so much for listening and following the Jazz Nation podcast, but that's enough chatter for now. Let's let's end this intro. Let's get into this week's Jazz Nation podcast. And welcome into another edition of the Jazz Nation podcast. My name is Daniel. I'm the admin of those Jazz Nation pages you're following online on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Find the links for all those in one simple place. Just go to linktree.com forward slash Jazz Nation news. And with me, like always, is the assistant to the host, Will Wonder. How's it going, sir? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, fabulous. Thank you. Good. Uh, Let's not waste too much time because... We shouldn't waste time. Let's get into the news outside the jazz bubble with Will Wonder. Take it over, sir. Yes, the Memphis Grizzlies' Ja Morant is expected to miss at least two weeks with right knee soreness. They are currently second in the West and have locked up a playoff spot. Adding to that, the Suns, first in the West. Uh, All-star point guard Chris Paul was back in the mix for Phoenix as they defeated the Denver Nuggets 140-130 to on Thursday. Paul had been out since February 16th when he broke his right thumb against the Rockets. On Thursday night against Denver, Paul ended up playing 29 minutes, had 17 points, 13 assists, a steal, and a block. And like I said, the Suns locked up the best record in the league. They are currently 60-14. and Goodness gracious. And lastly... The Toronto Raptors' victory over the Indiana Pacers on Saturday night was delayed by 70 minutes in the second quarter, quarter, and the arena evacuated because of a fire in a speaker hanging over the stands. Players headed to the locker rooms with 4.05 left in the second quarter. The Raptors were leading 66-38, to and like I said, Toronto ends up winning 131-91. It was fire. It was fire. But it's... Okay. That's, that's your news. That's the end. All right. Um... You know, I'm just going to say uh, out of all that news, you know, you think about the Phoenix Suns. Does it? Do you feel like they're getting the respect they deserve this year? Because I really don't feel like many people are talking about them that much. Yeah, I don't think on a national level uh, they are. I think people that, you know, know basketball or the, and that are into the NBA obviously are. But, uh, you know, ESPN isn't going to lead with, you know, the Phoenix Suns. They're going to lead with LeBron James or, I mean, LeBron James. So, yeah. But the weird thing is, remember last season when it was like the Jazz were number one team? And we were like, no one's talking about us. Yeah. And it felt like then everybody was talking about the Suns. You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of strange. But now they're, I don't know, is it just because at the time nobody really thought they were going to be good? And then when they did good, they're like, oh, cool. But now they're just like, oh, eh. They expect it. I don't yeah. know. I mean, they're a great. I've said it before. They're probably the deepest team in the league. So I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Well, screw the Suns. Um, all right, let's move on to the games from this past week for the Jazz. Um, I mean, we don't really want to, but we kind of have to. Uh, the first game, I lost my paper there. Got you. Jazz Knicks was last Sunday. Jazz ended up winning 108-93 behind 
Donovan Mitchell's 36 points. I believe I said something to the effect of he was going to go off uh, at home, at his, at his home. Uh, Clarkson off the bench, 39 minutes, went 10 for 18, 23 points. Uh, the Knicks were led by R.J. Barrett, who in 43 minutes, good Lord, 43 minutes, went 8 for 20 for 24 points. I'm coming, I'm coming, I swear. Okay, okay, I'm back. Sorry, I uh, lost my stats there. Yeah, the Knicks game, didn't we really talk about that? I talked about that last week, so. We, predict, we, uh, we predicted it twice, actually, but yeah. that was we didn't talk about the, oh, you did talk about the yeah, score at the end of the podcast. So. My bad. Yeah, so, I mean, good good, rem- good reminder of that game, because guess what? That was the only win we've had this week. Awful. So, uh, starting off with the Jazz versus Nets, which was on this past Monday. Nets get the win, 114-106. to 106. Uh, Donovan leads the Jazz with 30 points. And a stat that kind of just made me go, what? Rudy Gobert only had four rebounds in the whole damn game. That's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, that just tells you uh, how bad that game turned out for us. Um, any thoughts from you on that game, I guess? Um, Besides that when Kevin Durant really wants to just start, I guess, taking over, he can. he's, he's, well, like, that, he's like on that LeBron level, you know, when he wants to just say, F it, I'm taking over, he, he can do it. Well, that's the thing, yeah. Like, uh, what did he end up with, 37 points? Yeah. Bruce Brown, 22 points. Uh, I mean, obviously there was no Kyrie. I I kept going back and forth with who would win this game. I, I picked the Jazz. Mitchell had a great game, 30 points. But like you said, Rudy, uh, 11 points, four rebounds. It just in 31 minutes, just, um, you know, they lean on him heavily to get those rebounds, play defense in, in the middle. And if he's not doing that, it's, it's going to be a hard road for him. Clarkson, 19 off the bench. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we can sum it up in, in two two words, Kevin Durant. I think we can leave it at that. Uh, yeah, and, and just one word that we lost. That was That'd be two words. Word. That was a lot of words. Anyways, <laughs> on to the next game. Uh, probably the surprise of the week. Jazz versus Celtics on Wednesday. Boston gets the win, 125-97. to 97. Well, hold, hold on, why is it the surprise of the week? Because I don't think many people thought that it was going to be such an ass-whooping. Oh, I mean, okay. I, I okay. mean, okay, the final score, you're looking at it and going, is that an ass-whooping? <laughs> Listen, there was... Even as a Jazz fan watching that game, there was never a point in that game, unfortunately, that I thought the Jazz were going to win. They just let, – oh, let me just finish reading the stats here. Donovan finishes with 37 points. Rudy Gobert comes back a little better with 11 rebounds, 14 points. This was really, I guess, my first full game that I've watched of Boston play this year, and mm. holy hell, I got to say, those dudes – I mean, that's everything I could talk about. I didn't even, I don't even think after the game I said one positive thing about the Jazz. All I could say is, wow, Boston is really good. Like, yeah. damn. They, like right now, if I was a gambling man and I was just like, F it, I might go put money on them to come out of the East. That's how good they look. So, uh, yeah, your thoughts? Yeah, I guess? well, I'm, I mean, the Boston is, has played so much better post All Star break. Their defense has been incredible. I think I talked about Rob, Robert Williams, the third in the last uh, episode, but you had Brown with 26 points, Tatum also with 26. Uh, yeah, and then the Jazz. I mean, Donovan shows up, right? He didn't. Sh- he didn't shoot well at all from three point, but still has thirty seven points. But nobody else really performed like at all. And and uh, a team that can really play defense like Boston, but also score with Tatum and Brown. You're not gonna win. You're never gonna win against a team like that if you got one guy that's that's going off and, and everyone else is is well below what they're expected to do. So I think that game was definitely one of those games where you're looking and you're going, man, we are really missing Boyan right now. Because I mean, we can say the stats each game. Donovan's probably gonna lead. Donovan's gonna lead to scoring. Donovan because he's probably feeling like shit. I I'm the only one. I gotta do this. 
Mm-hmm. And when they you know, when he's off a little bit, who else is going to step up and, you know, pick up it for him? You know, usually that's Boyan that does that and it's not there. So it's, it's kind of a struggle right now. Unfortunately, yeah. the other thing about Boston, man, they are deep that, uh, just w- when they take the starters out, then you have someone like Derek White come in and he's, yeah. I mean, that trade was huge for them. Yeah. They're, 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 I mean, I'm not a huge betting man, but if you're listening to this and you're betting man, I would check the, the odds for Boston and. Might look in that because they are good. Um, but screw the Celtics. Uh, next game. What? It is the Utah Jazz played the Bobcats of Charlotte on mm, Friday. Here we go. Uh, wait, what? Go ahead. Oh. With your shtick. Um, the Charlotte Hornets. Yep. The, the Hornets get the win. Final score 107 101. A little closer, but it doesn't really matter because it's still a loss. Donovan leads the Jazz with 26 points. Rudy finishes with 19 rebounds, one block, and 11 points. Um, this was a, I, this was actually a fun game. You know, back and forth, it was really close, and then it just lost it at the end. <laughs> it kind of sucked. Um, I don't know. Any thoughts from you on this game? So I get losing to the Celtics, right? I, I thought they would in Boston. I get losing to Brooklyn with Kevin Durant. I don't, I, I don't. Coming off of two losses, I don't think you can lose to the Charlotte Hornets. Now, I don't know what that says about the Jazz, and you you know what you had talked about Boyan missing, but the the Hornets, I mean, I know they played better recently, but they're not a good team. You know, Lonzo Ball's fine. Terry Rogier went off for 25. Bridges is, has, you know, well improved the last uh, since last year. But you just can't lose this game, I don't think. And and I was I was really, really surprised. I was like, you know, a lot of basketball lovers, I was watching uh the St. Pete's game, going back and forth between that and this game, and I, I, I was kind of surprised that that the Jazz lost this one. It's, it's just a bad loss. I don't, I don't even know what else to say about it. I, I, w- I really expected them to win. Yeah, I was actually uh, pull the curtain back, get a little personal here. Myself, oh, I was boy. actually in Las Vegas during this game because I, me and the wife went on a quick little vacation. So I'm watching the game. So when you're in Vegas, you know that means you, you've started some day drinking, probably right. If, if that's your thing. If not, then you're day eating i don't know <laughs> anyways um so watching the game and you know i felt good and then you know the fourth quarter's coming around i'm like okay this is still really close this is this feels weird that this is still such a close game and then you know just three minutes left i could just kind of get out the feeling it's like oh man we're about to this is about to be another loss i you just i don't know the jazz just they are really missing they're not even just boy on they're missing uh wait what's his name how oh, house House Junior, Junior, Daniel um, House. Yep, we're just missing that right now because even like his defense and even if, say he only makes two, three of those three pointers a game, like that's positive. That's good stuff there, and it's just missing it right now. And I don't know. Um, I I wonder. You know, there's not too many games left of the season, and I just wonder if they are trying to save Boyan at this point. And I, I could t- I could definitely understand it. Say you know it maybe just. Let's not bring him back until there's maybe two, three games left in the season just to get him back into it. But right now, just save him because, I mean, at at, at worst, what are they going to fall to? You know, well, we're still. I, gonna I be wanted the- to bring that up because, sure, you want to make sure Boyan uh, is rested and and healthy, but that's why you don't lose games like this. Uh, they are two and a half games ahead of the Timberwolves for seventh place. So you know Utah's in fourth right now. Dallas is right there. Same record. Uh, Denver is a game and a half behind and then two and a half behind for the Timberwolves. And the Timberwolves have come on. I don't believe in the Timberwolves by any means, but they've won quite a few games. So 
you you got to win these games against teams like Charlotte who are I don't know just a, a non-serious team in the NBA. Yeah, and just going along with the injury thing um I believe it was on Twitter yesterday or maybe the day before but Good old Andy B. Larson of the Salt Lake Tribune had tweeted that Boyan and uh, House, House, Danny, you can't do that. House Junior, um, but they were both working. They're both with the team on the road trip right now, which is a good, you know, that's a positive. They're with them and traveling, and uh, they they had, you know, they were working out with the team before the game and getting out there and stuff. And per Andy, he says it just kind of the vibe he was getting. Nothing, of course, official or anything from the team, but he gets the feeling that Boyan will be back sooner than. Than, than house so that's kind of interesting that that's kind of where it's at but um yeah they they need them back soon and if you look ahead to the schedule coming up i mean it does not get any easier i mean uh i don't know if we probably don't want to get full on to that right now but today when we're recording is sunday and that means we are playing the rematch everyone's been waiting for tonight against the mavericks and then you know you think it's going to be the quote-unquote easy game but i still don't know they go to la to play sh- uh the clippers and then when you come home and we play the Lakers, so it's yeah. it's not anything easier coming up. So yeah, I I'm not majorly concerned about the Jazz right now. Like I'm not gonna have a freak out and say that I'm done with this team. Shout out to all you losers that say that. Um, <laughs> but it, it is definitely concerning. I mean, I can listen to everyone that I did a post and you know saying shout out to people that say they're done with the team and unfollow the page and people of course don't fully in, in most social media p- p- you know posts people don't fully understand what i'm saying and i i get that i'm not saying you should not be frustrated with the team or concerned obviously you should be but after a loss don't you don't just say i'm done with this team they suck we're the worst ever. Oh, come on that's not how you yes if you're a fan of a team you can be upset and concerned and maybe you should actually complete your sentences and tell everyone why you're upset and concerned with the team instead of just saying, I'm done with this team. Does that hey, make how sense? How do you do that in 140 characters, though? I mean, I don't believe there's a limitation on Instagram. And stuff, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of these kind of things sorry. come from Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> Twitter, people just leave, like, gifts, you know? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Of, like, angry faces. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm just as concerned or upset with losses as any of y'all out there, but I'm not going to say I'm done with the team. Especially you look really funny when you're the same person saying it once a week. Because then I just want to be like, whoa, wait a minute. I thought, thought, thought you were, were done. done. Now you're back. Or when I made that post and <laughs> someone leaves a comment saying, okay, bye. And I just leave like, a you know, the peace emoji. And then they reply back with another comment. I said, now, wait a minute. You, you were say, leaving. I thought you were go- you'd left or unfollowed the page, but here you are again. But, um, that's all. <laughs> this is a whole different thing we're getting off to. You know what grinds my gears? Yeah, that thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the long story. Let's make it short. You can be frustrated, team, and we should be. This is this is definitely not what we would like from our team right now, heading toward the end of the season. But you got to keep in mind, we are missing probably our second leading scorer right now, and we're missing a pretty key bench player right now, and even Whiteside. Whiteside's now pretty much out, and <laughs> we're gonna get into that news of his replacement. Here in a second, because boy, is that news that broke today. But Ooh. yeah, that's all. <laughs> I, I'm a little bummed right now. That's all. I, I think a lot of Jazz fans right now, we're feeling a little bummed. Um, so well, cheer up, Buttercup. There's a lot of games left. Okay? <sighs> not a lot, but there's a decent amount. And yeah, uh, at lot. least you're in the playoffs. You could be a fan of a team that has been out since pre-All-Star break. Yeah, so yeah, just smile. It could be a lot worse. Yeah. But concerned and... We just want our team to make us happy again. That's all. Sure. All right. Let's uh, let's take a quick break here, and we will be right back with some more of the Jazz Nation podcast. To the sponsor we go. This 
is where a sponsor would go. If you are said sponsor that's interested in sponsoring this podcast, reach out to us at jazznationnews at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right, and we are back, and it's time for questions. These are listener questions. We do this uh, every Sunday. Put it out there on the Instagram, sometimes on the other pages, but if you're wanting to ask a question and get it on the podcast, you should probably check us out on Instagram, at Jazz Nation News. Put it out there saying we need questions for the podcast. People ask, and now we're going to answer. So let's get to it. going to start off with some kind of questions that should be easy and quick and just get through them, if that makes sense. The first, the thing that might take the longest is trying to read these names. The first question comes from user BK1223465. Who is the best team in the 90s besides the Jazz, in your opinion? The Chicago Bulls. Yeah, it's the Bulls. <laughs> okay. um, I mean, I'll just throw another one out there that was fun. It was the Knicks, just because they were feisty. And it, I mean, if you're looking outside of the Bulls era, obviously you have the Rockets. The Rockets were a great team. Uh, beat my magic and I cry every year when I hear Rudy T's voice on the playoffs. All so. right, next question. Um, I'm going to spell this out from user K I E R A N G A L V I N nine. Does anyone listen to your podcast? Yes. Well, I hope so. Uh, next question. That was rude. Why is that rude? He asked, <laughs> or is he just? A, I mean, oh, the question's rude or the answer? No, the question. No, it's fine. Okay. They're curious, and I, yes, people listen. Maybe he should. K-I-E-R-N-G-A. Yeah. Next question from user Ryan B. Coleman 4. Will the Jazz ever move to a city like Seattle or Vegas? No. I don't think so. Nope. I don't see why they would leave here unless there's like 20 years of bad play. If anyone's moving, the, it's probably going to be New Orleans. Yep. They're on their way out. They're, nobody ever supports that poor team Anytime you watch their games, it's empty as can be there. So, uh, no, the Jazz aren't moving. Uh, even though it would probably make some people happy, it's not happening. Next question. By the way, I don't know why I said that. I don't know who it makes me happy. Say who? I don't know. I was just being dramatic. Uh, next question from Jaron Hansen23. Best case scenario for playoffs, like who we play. Uh, I mean, this is easy just because we've kind of gone over this, I feel like, before, but... Uh, it just feels like the Jazz and Mavs are the matchup, um, unless you know things get really super crazy, which it might. But that's just really me as a Jazz fan mentally is preparing myself for. So, and I do think that's a good matchup for the Jazz. I'm not saying it's a matchup where I see them sweeping them, but I just feel like it's a good matchup where the Jazz can win. Yep, I'm right there with you. And even as much as uh, I love Jokic and, and Denver's a great team. You know, without Murray and, and MPJ, maybe that's not too bad of a matchup either, but I think the best option is Dallas. Next question, and I think is our number one s- submitter of question guy, Stockton underscore Nelson. Yeah. That's our, I think Shout he gives us a question every week. Do you think the Jazz will sign Trent Forrest for the playoffs? Yes. Will they sign him for the playoffs? Oh, you might not know this because you're not hardcore, but he's not technically signed. He's on a, you know, two-way thing. Oh. They so would. they would have to sign him to a full thing before the playoffs for him to be able to play yeah, in the I playoffs. mean, if they don't, that would be a uh, an L on them. So, yes, I would hope so. Well, there you go. Next question from Tyler uh, Schwang. Sorry if I butchered that. If Dane became available, what would you offer if you were the Jazz? And And – I'm assuming, you know, obviously they're asking after this season's over mm-hmm. and say Lillard's like, I want out. He pulls pulls that trick. 
And full disclosure, I, I honestly don't feel like Dame's that kind of person to do that. But you never know. So I'll let you answer this first. I need to get an idea of what Dame's contract looks like. I know he's making a pretty decent amount of money. Well, he, Four years, $176 million. Yeah, so it's going to have to be some guys on the Jazz that are making uh, quite so a bit Rudy. of money. Forty four. So his average salary is $44 million a year. So you have someone like Rudy. You have uh, – what is Conley's – I know Conley has a pretty decent contract. Could be Conley in a mix of players as well as a pick. Uh, I don't think the Jazz want to move on from Rudy, so I don't think they would move him. And I, I don't know if uh, Portland makes that move. I'm sure they would get some better offers, but it's going to have to be some picks, Conley, a couple of guys. But I, I don't uh, I don't see that happening. Uh, the easy, the short, easy answer to this is you would probably offer everybody not named Donovan available if that's what Portland would have to take. But Oof, that'd be a mean backcourt. I don't really see that being. Uh, I also, I, I also love, I, I, you know, sometimes I get people say a little brutal on the social media, but someone, you know, left a reply saying it's time to bring Dame home, and I go, well, he's from Oakland. That's what I said. I'm saying, <laughs> well, he's not from here. He's from Oakland. So yeah. why do we care if he goes to the Warriors? <laughs> and then the comeback was, well, he played college here, and I was like, yeah, but that was Ogden. The Jazz aren't in Salt Lake, so you know, <laughs> I got a little brutal there, but you know, people always getting technical. Got, got to get a little crazy with it. All right, moving on to the next question. Uh, This is a question that you'll probably love to answer. I don't care so much about this kind of stuff. But from Chandler underscore Cox 8, what are your NBA award predictions? Oh, Chandler, good question. I don't care about this stuff. Well, you should. MVP, uh, I think, has to be Jokic. If you want to ever check out my podcast, Chandler, the Will Wonder Pod, I I, I go through this quite a bit. Uh, Jokic, to me, has to be the MVP. Giannis makes a strong case, but I think it goes to Jokic. Six-man, you're probably looking at Tyler Hero. Uh, What else? Coach. I mean, it's hard to go against Monty Williams. They're the best team in the league. Um, Yeah, I mean, those those would be like kind of the three, uh, you know, main awards. Rookie of the year, that's a tough one. Probably going to go to Cade Cunningham. I love Evan Evan Mobley. We talked about Giddy, who had a, a pretty decent year, uh, and my guy Franz Wagner, but it's probably Cade at this point. He's played pretty well. And my answer is, uh, like I said, I don't care. I, 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 I'm sorry. I just really don't care about those kind of things. Even like... Maybe what do you maybe care when about? the Jazz or like players are into it. Oh, more, okay. So if the, if Donovan's like, for the MVP and, yeah, and okay. Clarkson was the sixth man, did you care then? But what I'm saying is like even now, I mean Rudy's probably up there for defensive, and I and that's awesome for him. But honestly, right now I just don't care. I'm way more into watching the team and mm, what they need guy. to do for that stuff. Oh yeah, so. DPOY. You would think uh, Rudy uh, Robert Williams has made a case the past little bit. <sighs> Giannis can always be defensive player of the year. Same with same with Rudy. All right, we're uh, losing our audience. Let's move on to the next oh question. Oh my god, we're talking about something uh, else. From user Danny Topper, what do you think of the Jazz doing a Ring of Honor type system like the Phoenix Suns have to honor players like D. Will, AK forty seven, Memo, without having to retire their numbers? Do you have a thought on that? <laughs> I mean, I think it's a cool idea. I I, I don't know how they would. Uh, what would go into that as far as who they're picking? Um, because, you know, like he said, they do retire numbers. <sighs> I mean, there's players that stick out in fans' hearts much more than probably the organization actually loves and remembers. But um, I think it's a, it's a cool thing to always honor the past and the players that came before. I think the easy answer is, is that 
you don't do some kind of official ring of honor thing or whatever, but you do a promotional night and the jazz have done this before where they bring teams back from a certain year and you say honoring the jazz. Cause maybe it's been 15 years since the blah, blah, blah team or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you do that and then you have them come back and they wave and do autographs and you hopefully avoid uh, fans yelling at Darren and calling him a loser and stuff. I think a lot of people are over that, but uh, wow. Yeah. I think here's, I'm going to come up with my own question off this just real quick. As a non-Jazz fan who's a big NBA head, though, do you think the Jazz should retire Andre Karolinko's number? Yes or no? No. I th- I think uh, who, didn't we have somebody ask this previously? But I don't think so. Probably. I mean, uh, he was a good player, but you can't retire his number. I, who all have the Jazz retired? Carl Malone, John Stockton, Adrian Dantley. Who else? Uh, Hornacek. What do we say that? Um, Mark Eaton. They retired Jeff Hornacek's number. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, shout out to Hornacek. He was good, but I didn't think that that was a. There. Um, you know, really, the last retired one has been Jerry Sloan. Yeah, his thing, and then they did a Hot Rod. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think there's been anyone recently that they're gonna say, yeah, we got to retire their numbers. Is, so. is Maravich's number retired? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't remember the act- – oh, AK-47. Uh, no, I, I, you're not going to put him in the class with those guys. I, it does surprise me that Hornacek's up there, though. Not, I'm not crapping on his career, but – I think it was just – this was, you know, obviously this was during the Millers' time, and it was just part of their way of saying thank you for helping get us to the finals, and mm-hmm. they, were, they were probably really hyped on it a little. And i got to look back up at the Raptors look, when look, I go. Looking, looking back on that now, you're probably just like, eh, did that That's need fine. to happen? Uh, cool free throw routine. That's for sure. All right, let's get to our last question of this week. Uh, let's try and find a one that's going to make us go, hmm, make you think you go, hmm. Actually, let's just do this question because then it's going to go into our topic we got to get into as well. This is from uh, Ethan45643. I guess I should have said Ethan45643. His question is, what do you think about the Jazz signing Greg Monroe? And if you didn't hear or miss the news, yeah, the Jazz today uh, have announced, well, I guess they haven't officially announced it themselves, but Shams said that the Jazz are signing Greg Monroe to a 10-day contract. Um, mm. You know, when that broke, my I went, now, wait, what? But, you know, obviously, if you legit, you know, you sit there and think about it like a smart fan, you go, okay, it makes sense just because Hassan's been out and, when he's out, you know, the Jazz, it's kind of comes a struggle because then we have to play Rudy Gay at a big position, and sometimes there's just matchups that that's not going to work out so well. So um, it's definitely not the best player to have, but you got to have a big body, and that's what he's there for. So I don't know. What are your thoughts uh, on that? I mean, I didn't even know that. That's a, that's a Jazz Nation bomb to me. Um, so Monroe has a, a pretty interesting career starting in Detroit was a pretty good big uh, at a time when the league was kind of going away from bigs and he was kind of left behind, right? Um, they brought in Andre, Andre Drummond. Monroe goes to Milwaukee, and then it just kind of seems like he's on like 38 teams in the meantime. I think this year. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I actually this. I have it he written three down teams. here. Yeah, three teams this, this year. This season alone he's played for the T-Wolves, Wizards, Bucks, and now the Jazz, and he spent time. He's been a G-leaguers after that. I'm actually kind of surprised that he hasn't just – said, screw it, I'm going to make money in, like, another country at this point. He's been holding on, but... Uh, I'm sure yeah. he's made plenty of money throughout his career to, to uh, 
you know, to keep going. And then if he can, if this turns into a, a longer contract, good, good, good on him. But I don't No, I mean, this is a, yeah, like you said, white side being out, this is someone to fill that role for a couple of games and, and maybe for them just to even get a look at him. I mean, he's 31. No, you do not. Well, here's the, here's the thing then for, you, you know, people that didn't realize this. So we talked about it earlier with the Trent Forrest situation, that spot's open, you know, because Forrest is technically not signed his two way, but once the playoffs come along, Playoffs. They, you know, you have you the Jazz basically have to get rid of Monroe and then sign Forrest. Otherwise, yeah. so yeah, it's it's a ten day error at most. Um, and for those that don't know, Greg Monroe, how old he's been in the league and stuff, he was drafted seventh overall in the twenty ten draft, which was the same draft when the Jazz drafted Gordon Hayward ninth. Yep. And also thinking back at that time, there was a lot of at that time the Jazz were pretty big on Greg Monroe. So I even remember. Uh, at that time, thinking like, yeah, let's get him and Georgetown. He was great in college, and it didn't happen. So, uh, yeah, he was definitely one of those dudes that peaked in college because his NBA career has not been so good. So, yeah, it I'm was not, it was a weird thing when they drafted Drummond and had him. You just kind of knew that Monroe was done. So, I'm not freaking out over this because that all he's just a big body. That's all it is. That's what he's there for. I will say that I'm. It's interesting that they would go a Greg Monroe route. And said, I mean, I, I don't know all the players that are in the G League, but something's got to tell me there has to be someone younger that's a big that maybe could have just filled that spot as well and maybe does a little better because maybe they're like, yeah, I'm in the NBA. I'm going crazy where Greg Monroe is just going to show up and get paid. So I don't know. Well, I think uh, you uh, at this point in the season for the Jazz, right, where how many ever games left, they're on a bit of a skid. You want someone who can come in and just knows what to do rather than, uh, you know, a more seasoned guy, I would say, rather than a uh, someone grinding in the G League, a younger guy that, that could come in and potentially, you know, lose you a game in four minutes. Not, that, that may not happen, but Monroe is, has definitely been around the block and knows how to play. So I, th- I think it's fine. He, he won't be there uh, in the end. but Yeah, it is, it is what it is. We know why. And uh, shout out to the few of you that said, why didn't they, you know, it's crazy to think, but this still happens. If they're going to sign a G leaguer, why not bring Jimmer in? Because he can make shots. Okay. And uh, I just want to say shout out to those of you that are still holding on to that dream. But you remember, sometimes at some point, dreams need to die. I'm not saying because wow. that got a little deep there. I'm sorry. But maybe, maybe instead of saying dreams need to die, it's just time to give up on that dream. It's not going to happen. Jimmer's um, a great uh, overseas player. He's a great duck. I think that's the team he plays. Jimmer the duck is just great. Um, and shout out to Greg Monroe, the new jazz man, for the next 10 days. All right, that's the uh, end of our questions here. Thank you, everyone, for submitting those. Hey, everybody. This is where a sponsorship would be. If you're a business and you'd like to sponsor this podcast, please send me an email and let's chat. Email me at jazznationnews at gmail.com. All right, Jazz Nation podcast. We have a special guest today, a a former ball boy of the Utah Jazz from 2007 to 2011, uh, my friend, Mike Thompson. Mike, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Happy to be here. Thanks, Jazz Nation. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming. Um, well, let's do this. Let's start off by give us an idea of, you know, we all see the ball boys, right? We see them. We know that they hold a, a number of responsibilities. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's stop real quick. I think the political correct way of saying it is probably not ball boys, the ball person, <laughs> the ball person, team, team attendant. Yeah, there you go. I like that better. Sorry, finish your question. Team attendant. So, how does one become a team attendant? 
Uh, in my case, it was definitely 100% nepotism. Uh, oh, perfect. <laughs> yep. You know, you got to know somebody that knows somebody. Uh, my brother, he used to work at a 1320K fan, and he got an internship uh, with the Jazz as a ball boy, or excuse me, a team attendant. Um, but he got paid a lot more, but that was my connect. So I actually, uh, my old boss, uh, we called him BZ. He, um, I had to give him a call real quick, and he just said, yeah, come on. Can you hoop? Okay. That was the first question I asked him, can you hoop? That's what he asked you. Yeah, and then I beat his ass. Uh, you lied. And a couple other guys. No, we, we okay. beat his ass. So, so like okay, it. how how would a someone who doesn't have a family member that can get them into it? How how did that generally work? Like, like obviously, you, I'm sure it's like an application, but what did it look like for someone just you know coming off the street to try to do it? Uh, so I did actually have a homie that came in the same time as me. Uh, shout out Bricker. Um, he actually applied two years before. So he's been applying for a while and then they finally got him on. So usually it's just an application process and see if you get it. But in his case, it took about two years. Okay. Got it. All right. So, so again, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to write it down in front of me, team attendant. So what, what are, you know, you, you have a lot of things that you have to do as a team attendant. Uh, what, what were some of your specific um, uh, responsibilities? Yeah, it's mainly just taking care of the players pregame. And then uh, sometimes we go practice, but just a lot of uh, towels, folding towels, folding clothes, uh, getting stuff ready pre-practice, pre-game, as far as jerseys, food, stuff that they wanted. Um, in-game was a lot of just, uh, as you see, everybody sees on TV, mopping the floors and yeah. uh, get handing out water and all that stuff. But it wasn't too crazy. It was more just fun. Um, yeah. And just make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do. I have a question about the towels and stuff is rant. This is going to be super random. I've always wondered, do they use the same towels every game and just wash them? Or is it a whole new batch every game? Nah, they did wash them. Um, so we did have big ass laundry machines. So they did rewash a lot of them. Um, a lot of the teams, uh, way teams obviously brought their own, um, but we would wash them after the game and stuff. So <laughs> I'm assuming they went through a lot of, of, of them because a lot of them were getting passed out. Um, but we did wash them from time to time. Um, so you spoke a, a moment there about, you know, getting everything ready pregame for the players, jerseys, all of that. And you, and you said food, does that mean like running outside of the arena to get food or is it, I mean, places within uh, the arena for the players to eat themselves or, or what does that look like? It was both. Um, it was, it was pre the new renovation. So there wasn't as much food options as there was, as there is now. Um, mm-hmm. So I would do uh, subway and stuff like that. A lot of times during practice, it would probably be more so uh, going outside of the arena. Um, but a lot of times it was just like, what's in the, or the cafeteria cooking up or what's the cooking up for uh, uh, the main people or just popcorn, ice cream, stuff like that. <laughs> healthy, healthy options. <laughs> it was not, it was not. Ask Memo Accord, man. He knows. <laughs> So when you get the job as part of it, them telling you, okay, you're going to hear a lot of talk from players on and off the court here, a lot of gossip. You're not allowed to basically say any of this stuff. Don't, don't video anything. Don't share anything on Twitter or whatever. Was there anything like that you had to sign? Not that I remember. Um, I mean, I was kind of there when Twitter was just getting going. Um, so it wasn't like we heard anything. It could really like, we, it was like Facebook was a big thing, but Nothing was signed saying that we couldn't talk about stuff. I feel like a lot of stuff that was really important to talk about, we weren't hearing anyway. Um, Mm. The only time that I could say that I really heard something that uh, we weren't supposed to know until later was the whole Darren Williams, Jerry Sloan situation. Um, But the writing was on the wall on that one. 
Well, let's, uh, we'll probably bounce around a little bit here, but let's get into that because you've shared that with me before, but paint a picture. So I was actually at that game against the Bulls, Mm -hmm. just a couple of rows behind the jazz bench. A friend of mine who wasn't in the basketball's dad got great tickets and asked, Hey, you want to go to this jazz game? It's Bulls. And it's like third row. I'm like, "Uh, yeah. Uh, But I remember how I could see it between Sloan and Darren Williams during that game. And I'm sure it had built all year, but what was that specific game like? Like what, what had happened that, that you were privy to or that you heard and saw? Yeah, like I said, I heard very minimal, but it was enough to, you know, have some questions. So, like I said, everybody saw a lot of the stuff, a lot of the chatter and stuff that was going on during the game and the whole argument, the little small argument they had on the floor. Uh, but after the game, um, we were doing towels. We were putting towels and clothes away and stuff, and you just hear a lot of yelling between the two. Um, and then you hear Gary Sloan, you know, he's obviously famous for his cussing and yelling and he gets quiet, which like I said, isn't the most usual of things. Yeah. So he gets quiet. Me and me and, uh, I think it was me and my boy, uh, Brandon piles. We were sitting on the other side cause there was a wall in between us and the players. Mm-hmm. So we were just listening, trying to like pick up on stuff like, Oh shit, what's going on? <laughs> Not thinking that it was going to be like, Oh, people are going to leave. It was just like, what's going on? What's the tea? And then after that, you hear Jerry Sloan's retiring and Devo's getting retraded. So rough time. And then Jazz Nation started. Look at that. See, out of something ugly, something beautiful happens. (laughs) A rose grew from concrete. Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now I'm trying to think back to the end of that time. There had to have been, so like leading up to that one game, was there just lots of, I mean, yelling and chatter that you could tell and body language i mean i i I gotta imagine the body language too was something you could probably pick up just like when they're just trying to talk to each other or whatever it's just you know you get the vibe it's not good communicate i don't know what was the what was the lead up to the to the finale i guess is the question that's the thing i can't answer uh, to be honest with you because i honestly even with the fighting it came out of the blue um for me Mm. anyway like i said there might have been some other guys uh that were a little higher than i was at the time that might have known more um, but a lot of the times when you're talking to coach Sloan, you weren't talking with the players and vice versa. They were kind of mm. separated most of the time, unless it was in the games or practice or something. Uh, but like I said, with coach Sloan, he was always chill. And then, uh, the players didn't seem like much was going on. I mean, we were going through ups and downs at that time, but I mean, uh, there's a lot of high expectations with the players. Cause I think booze just left to go to Chicago, um, mm. either that year or the year before. So, I mean, it was, there's still high expectations with Al Jefferson and all those guys, but there wasn't an expectation that this would have happened. It was, it didn't seem like that from the outside looking in as, as a team attendant anyway. Yeah. Well, I want to get into some of your stories that you have. Um, you know, obviously if you're there for that many years, there's gotta be some, some funny things, some crazy things. Um, give me an idea. Maybe if you could just share a story or two, um, of opposing teams, players that may have been you know, a jerk or ones that were difficult or on the other side, ones that were really, you know, really cool to work with or, or easy to work with. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've already told Doug these couple, a uh, few of these uh, mean ones, especially his boy KG. So I won't get into that one, but uh, I probably would say one that was just overall funny is like interactions. You would think it'd be kind of opposite because of just like people's demeanors this Kobe. Um, so we played Kobe a lot uh, mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Obviously, they, they smacked us a lot those years. Um, but I remember we were – I was on the uh, opposing team. I was with the Lakers bench that time. And um, I got, like, seven text messages. 
because I didn't realize that I was on camera uh, sitting right behind him because he was on the bench and this is when he had a bad back or he had back injuries. Mm. He had a bunch of pads on his back, like a lot of heating pads. I get like six or seven text messages from random people, like people I haven't talked to in a while, like not, not friends or anything, but just a couple people I had talked to a while. I was like, hey, I'll pay you 500. I'll pay you a thousand to kick him in his back. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, All right, Frank, you know, I'll definitely do that, you know, at some point, but no. So it was just a bunch of that type of stuff, like kick him in his back or, hey, trip Kobe Jeez. or put something in his drink. And I'm like, yo, relax. Jazz fans are ruthless. Good I Lord. just got his autograph. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm like, <laughs> trying to talk to this mother, get some advice. <laughs> yeah. But that one, like, Kobe, he was really nice, though. That's the thing is, like, every time he beat us, like, after the game, or even after a couple times they lost to us, he was really nice to everybody. So that was surprising to me just because you see his on-court demeanor type of thing. So yeah, he was cool. Another one that was also cool was Ray Allen. Um, he was really chill. I remember mm-hmm. one time we were uh, getting ready for the game, doing warm-ups, and I watched, like, two minutes of the game. I think they were playing the Clippers, uh, like, either game bef- uh, the night before, the uh, two days before. Okay. And I watched, like, one little clip of that game. And then they were talking about, like, hey, did uh, what's-his-name score at all? Like, I was guarding him. Did he get any points? What was his numbers? And I was like, yeah, he got one little diving layup. You know, I was in, like acting like I knew shit that was going on. And he was like, <laughs> like, yeah, he got one layup on you. I think there was a pick that was said, you know, but, you know, it wasn't your fault, Ray. You're fine. <laughs> yeah. And so Ray's like, hey, hook this guy up with the scouting, you know, internship. I was like, please, yeah, get me out of here. So Absolutely. then we talked about the uh, he got game stuff. So, oh. Yeah, I would I would have loved to been a fly on the wall for that. I love Ray Allen. Ray um, Allen's a man. He's cool. And then what about the so so? How does it kind of work? Like there's there's a number of um what do we what are they called again? Team assistants? What'd you call it? <laughs> team attendants. Team attendants. There's a number of team attendants, right? All people prior to the game, or or how do you know what you're working or what you're doing? Is it are are you kind of in that same role the whole year? And then the next year something changes or what does that, what does that uh, look like that, that process? That might be different now, but I know there's a lot of switching up. So sometimes we'll do towels, uh, heat packs and stuff like that. One guy will do, or a couple of guys will do like heat packs, a couple of guys will do towels. Uh, one, two people obviously on both sides of the floor will do mops and stuff. Mm-hmm. They'll rotate it. So it'll be a lot of rotations. The thing is, is that you wanted to obviously be on the uh, visiting locker room. So if you're, because uh, me and uh, Bricker, we were some of the younger guys, so we didn't get to do as much of the opposing locker room. Mm. Um, so that was where you really wanted to be, because like I said, you get to talk to the players, get stuff from them more often, um, get to experience just going through those guys. So we would always get like, back in the day, like when the teams were bad, we'd still, I mean, Orlando was okay, I guess. but Yeah, they were fine in this this time period. Yeah, yeah. so like, they're, you're, you know, your bad teams are kings, stuff like that. Yeah. We would always get those guys because nobody cared about them as much. <laughs> but when LeBron came and like, you know, big time guys came, yeah. uh, my boy Clowkey and Colton, all of them, those guys have been there for a while. So they're always there getting, you know, stuff signed. And Got you. So uh, it was kind of a, a seniority thing. You kind of picked what you uh where you could work and if you know the guys that were there longer wanted to if it was a bad team they would just work the the jazz is that right basically yeah got it got it okay so i have a question that's kind of going back to the towel thing but about the jerseys and stuff mm-hmm. do they do you know are they do they wear the jersey are they new jerseys for games or are they just washing those too or how does that work Jazz Nation's got a lot of questions about laundry, man. Yeah, he's a he's a laundry connoisseur. I'm go, I, want, I, want, I want the questions that are deep, like the ones that oh, you're right. asked a lot. So. That's a good question. That's a good question. 
so they did rotate them. Um, there was a couple of sets of different jerseys, home and away and stuff like that. But a lot of times it was like you'd have one or two or three home games. And because of those times in between, they just wash them. And then mm. uh, my man, Clout, he's actually equipment manager now. Uh, oh. So he's running that show. Uh, he was actually there when Jordan was there last year, Jordan. But wow. Yeah. So he's been like in the game. Everybody. Jordan or Bulls Jordan? No, 98 Bulls Jordan. So wow. he was at the he's arena. Yeah. Yeah. He was at the arena the last shot. Oof. So anyway, he's, he's, he was running the show. He was always washing the jerseys and taking care of stuff with BZ. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times it's just a lot of rotation. So it just depends on the Jersey night. They're not wearing them back to back. If that was the main question. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the times it was just like one day you're washing this one, then they'll have this, uh, away Jersey, the blue Jersey, the dark blue Jersey, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so kind of going along with that question, did you, cause I mean, I know it's not part of your job, but you kind of probably heard it like the, the equipment guys or whatever their official title that have to like get the shoes ready for the players and stuff like that. Did you ever come across any kind of interesting stories where the maybe the player came out and warmed up in some shoes or something, but he just wasn't feeling it and changed shoes maybe after shoot around or even mid game? Was there any kind of interesting stories like that that you recall? Yeah, so we actually had a, a full, basically like garage, actually like two times a garage size like <laughs> back room where it just had like a bunch of different shoes, a bunch of different socks and all that stuff. And every other every other game, there's guys that were always asking for changes of shoes, so we were a part of that too. Um, but you always get a lot of that where they were trying to break in shoes and stuff like that. We didn't have, I think, D. Will and a f- one or two other guys didn't had like their own type of shoe. Mm. Uh, but we didn't have guys that had specific shoes that they had as much. So, like a but signature it was a lot shoe. Of, yeah, there was no signature shoes outside of, like the D. Wills and stuff. But D. Will. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, you, you know. Did yeah. they ever, would they ever like kick down some shoes to you or, or different things? Like, cause I would assume they wear them a, a game, two games, yeah. maybe a few more than that, but then they're just kind of toss them. Where do they keep them? What is, where, where does all this stuff go? Is there some kind of landfill of just old shoes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They send to Africa. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, so what they would do. So at the end of the year, they'd always have a locker room clean out. And this is obviously our favorite time of the year, mm. um, but after playoffs anyway, yeah. uh, so, uh, when they, uh, they clear out everything. So balls, shoes, socks, anything that you wanted to get signed. So a lot of times they'd have stuff prepped for like corporations and charities and all that stuff to have them sign uh, and ready to go. So we'd always sneak oh, okay. our stuff in there. So nice. we'd have like shirts and basketballs and socks and all that type of stuff. I wish I would have took more advantage of that, but yeah, um, they'd always get rid of that stuff that way. Who, who, uh, in your, in your tenure there, as far as jazz players, who, who were some of the, you know, more down the earth or, uh, you could just have normal conversations with? Uh, I know a lot of jazz nations like, like this, uh, but Gordon Hayward was really chill. Mm. Um, Ronnie Brewer was really cool. I talked to Ronnie Price a lot. In fact, he was the one that I saw the commercials. Um, <laughs> ironically, uh, Ronnie Price was cool. Uh, who else? Booze is really cool. Boozer was really cool. He was a goofball. Mm. Like anytime you you knew Boozer was in the building because he'd have that goofy ass laugh like ah, <laughs> ah. and I'm like Booze, it's, it's four dog. The game's yeah. not till seven. What are you what are you doing? <laughs> but he was there. Booze was cool. Um, There's a lot of cool. A lot of guys were cool. Not nobody was really standoffish. Fazinko, I don't know if you guys remember Kirill Fazinko. Oh yeah, he's in the league for a little bit. He was really funny. He was a goofball. Um, There's a lot of cool guys. Memo. Uh, I still have the story from Memo where he would just leave his checks 
like 200k checks around just to oh fuck with us. Like, <laughs> like, all okay. right, I didn't know. Bro, you, okay. like, not you know. forgetful. He's just messing with you. Okay. Right. Yeah, it wasn't like he was just doing it. Like he, he was looking around to see who was looking at it. So, it's <laughs> like, all right, bro. I, I was trying to pry there because I, I I remember you know at that at that uh, time I would go out quite a bit and the jazz players you would see them out and I remember Fasenko would always be dancing and everyone seemed really really calm and cool. The only one that was ever kind of a jerk was Darren Williams, like out, out and about, or even, you know, I worked at Best Buy at one point and he was awful every time really? he came in there. Just so rude. But I just wondered how he was around the team and around, you know, people that he was more, more, um, was around more often. Right. I didn't know if that was just him kind of pushing people away. Yeah, it could have been. Cause I mean, when we were there, we were always cool. Like I didn't have any beef with him. He was always nice to me, um, him, Millsap, but as far as I, Darren Williams, my only guess would be is like thinking that he's a big fish, small pond type of thing. Yeah. So I could see where it's like, you don't want to be around a lot of people that mm-hmm. you don't know type of funny issues. But yeah. funny thing is, is, I remember him, I was listening to a story where he was talking about how Jamie Foxx treated him the same way. Mm. Like they were in LA and he was like, yeah, I tried to talk to Jamie Foxx and he didn't even know who I was and just kind of dismissed me over yeah. everybody else. I think it was like when he was hanging out with LeBron and them or something, but. Well, just wait, it's Darren. Weird. When we get famous, I'm going to tell that same story about you. <laughs> I was saying, that's how it goes, man. There's always somebody that doesn't know you. So. <laughs> yeah. so were there any games that you were at during your time that was just maybe like big games, like game winner games or anything like that? That you, Even when you were there, you kind of got became like a fanboyish or, or fan person. You fanned out. Um, like, were you there for the Sundiata games? That was actually the one I was actually thinking of. That was probably one of my most memorable ones against Cleveland um that was a crazy game that was wild that shot was insane so that one was very memorable because we were down i think we were down with like five or ten i can tell that one. let me tell a quick funny story just to interrupt it how yeah, hilarious this is i'm there with our uh, mutual friend robert who's a big lebron fan so we're there and yeah cleveland was up pretty much that whole game and i even remember like maybe five minutes or so left i'm like let's just go let's beat traffic screw this game <laughs> and he's like no no we got to stick around and watch and i'm all Ugh. well i'm glad we did yeah. We saw, oh. that, saw that shot so shout out to rob who made me stick around to watch that but uh yeah and sunday he deserves games. it what a name what a name and what a shot to- i do remember though yeah. the, after that game that that arena was hyped and it he was, was amazing he was jumping all over the place like we just won the finals and stuff I was saying, that was that was basically a playoff atmosphere in that game that was like a january game or something that was a playoff game oh, yeah any uh, other games that come to mind a lot of the playoff games ironically um so uh, i think Obviously, some Houston ones that we won. There was a couple against the Lakers that I remember, especially just because they were obviously it's basically fifty-fifty audience. Mm-hmm. Had Lakers versus Jazz playoffs. Kobe in his prime, Pau Gasol doing his thing, and I think we won. I think it was game. I want to say two or three. Darren Williams hit one in the on the uh, elbow, uh, mm-hmm. last second shot over. I think it was either over Kobe or Lamar Odom, but that place went wild. Anytime we beat the Lakers, it was a wild game um anytime lebron was in the building always fun uh it was always fun it was always entertaining even though we got beat down a lot but you know, just talk, any playoff game was fun you talking about the lakers reminds me because this is back when it's a it's pretty it's a lot different now as far as like the fans being super crazy but back then we had some pretty crazy fans that was even back oh. when they used to have like that the doctor guy that was behind the backboard with all his signs yep. do you remember chickens. yeah do you remember any like really crazy times with like not just maybe that fan but any fans where they were just you're just like, damn, they are going nuts right now. Yeah, actually, there was a – I go keep going back to the Lakers just because it was the most memorable. It was after Derek Fisher left. 
and was supposed to go to New York or whatever, and then went to LA again. Uh, he, uh, he was playing for the Lakers. We were playing playoffs, blah, 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 blah. And then one fan, I was on, I was actually on that side that time. One fan, two rows up on the, uh, uh, side of the goal starts talking about, Hey, Derek Fisher, I hope your daughter dies from the eye cancer Jeez. and shit like that. I was like, yo. And so Derek's like, and I, I give him props. Cause he was cool as hell. He was cool as a cucumber. He just looked at him. Like, is that really what you want to say? Wow. Like I want to cuss him out and you know, I get yeah. crazy on the court. So I'm like, bro. <laughs> If they had said that today, that fan probably gets kicked. Oh, he'd be gone. He's ejected. (laughs) He's ejected easily. And not coming back. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're you're there for quite a few years, right? You, I'm sure the first year, the first couple months, you're kind of standoffish. But then after that, you you feel like you're an actual part of the team, right? Because in a sense, you are. You're you're uh, fairly important. So um, this is a leading question because I know the answer (laughs) to this. Have you ever? You know, were there ever any times where you stepped in to stop an altercation or, uh, you know, between players or... You might as well just tell this story, Doug. No, 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 you do it, please. <laughs> Go ahead, because it's a great story. All right, I think we were, uh, yeah, we were playing against Atlanta. Um, yeah, Atlanta Hawks, Josh Smith and Matt Harpering got into a fight. Yeah, uh, uh, NBA fight, let me put it that way. Yeah. Trying to push, show who's tough, blah, 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 blah. I'm hyped because I think we were, it was like uh, fourth quarter, game was getting intense. So they pushed each other. It was right in front of me. My dumb ass is thinking, like, hey, you know, I got to stop this fight before something happens. Yeah, I'm 180 pounds. You know, I, I'm feeling like, you know, I got to protect my guy, Matt Harper. <laughs> he's, you know, he's only 260. I got to help him out, you know. <laughs> I'm 180. Josh Smith is probably like 250 plus, you know, yeah. and I sit there trying to push him like I'm doing something. I sit back down after everything cools off. I'm like, all right, cool. I did my thing. You know, I handle business. First person, or first person I run into after the game is Fez. He's like, yeah, Mike, go. Oh yeah, do it. I can't believe you stepped in there. You're the man. Booze is like, yeah. Ah, good job, Mike. Yeah. Ah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My boys are hyping me up. I'm like, yeah, man, I got y'all's back. Yeah. <laughs> Boss sits me down. I was like, Hey, you're suspended four games. You do that shit again. You're out. Don't come back. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I thought I was helping. Like, boss, oh, my man. little 18-year-old self was like, I thought I was helping doing the right thing. Yeah. But was, that your fir- was that your first year? or how- I, honest, I honestly don't remember. It's probably like year two or three, so I should have known it. better by that point. Yeah. <sighs> I I, uh, I mean, if if people don't think that story's funny, it's funny to me, and I just wanted to hear you retell it. So that's why I asked. <laughs> Still embarrassing to this day, like I was going to do something. <laughs> So what is the lifespan or career length for most people to do that? Would you, is it considered a job technically? Are they paid to do that? Or is it more like an internship kind of thing? Yes. My brother was an internship. So he got paid more than everybody else, but we got paid minimum wage. At least I did. I can't speak for anybody else. Mm. Um, Got paid minimum wage, but it was the perks. It was basically a perks job. So a lot of it was, in fact, when I was leaving, I think they started instituting a rule where you have to be in school and do oh, okay. the job so it's it's one of those where once you're out of school you can't work it anymore so a lot of guys left uh either right before or after i did anyway got it did anyone so, does it lead anybody into like maybe a different position with the team or is it just kind of like a ah you're done good luck with your life kind of thing it's a networking i mean if you can network like i said my man clocky he was a ball boy in 98 and now he's the equipment manager so he really yeah. stepped up into it uh another dude that i went uh, worked with isaiah wright um he's a strength and conditioning coach so he was also mm. a ball boy when i was there so it, if you're not in network and you get your job done you can definitely yeah. move up depending on what's available so were you during the time are you i mean are you a jazz fan were you a jazz fan or 
So I was not prior. So I, I, my whole thing is, is I keep saying I'm a jazz fan because they paid me. Um, but <laughs> like I, I said, I hated, I hated John Stocks. I hated Carl Malone. I hate, obviously hate Carl Malone way more now, but um, <laughs> <laughs> as far as jazz, I, I started loving them uh, when the D will years. So I was a D will booze memo fan, AK, all those guys. Mm. There's that that one thing I wish I would have been a little bit more learned in who was who when I first started the job, because there's a lot of people that I didn't know um, that actually talked to me and I could have learned a lot more from them. Like I, I've ran into the writer, Tony Jones a lot. Mm. Um, so he's, he's a fountain of knowledge, even though he's a Knicks fan, but yeah, uh, really good people out there. You know, that's one thing I had failed to do at the beginning of this. Uh, a lot of times in our uh, interviews, we'll ask, you know, the person we're interviewing, who's your your Mount Rushmore of Utah jazz players. So, so who would you have on yours? Obviously saying, you know, you weren't really a fan prior to those years, but uh, who would you have on your Mount Rushmore? I mean, you have to put John and Carl. I mean, just from a basketball standpoint, duh. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, as far as what he's meant to the community and the game for us and jazz fans, it's gotta be Donovan's on there. Mm-hmm. For me personally, just because, like I said, I grew up around him. He was my guy and I thought he was the best point guard for a little while. Uh, Darren Williams. Number five is tricky. I don't know. I don't know where I put number five. It could be a lot of different guys at a lot of different times. I think Rudy's going to be there when it's all said and done, but I don't know. Depends on how long he's going to be there. There's a lot of guys. I, I could see it going to a lot of different other people. Dude, I, I let you introduce the first your first interview introduction, and you totally screwed it up, I just realized. I did. I didn't, do, didn't the do the questions. the questions. Okay, <laughs> now we got to go backwards. Way to go, Will Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I call him Doug this whole time. As he pulls it up on his phone, you see that? He's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, so, we did. Work in progress, guys. There are questions we ask everyone on an interview, usually at the start, but we'll do it here in the middle. Just edit uh, it. Just edit it. Nah. <laughs> nah, just no answer these here. as quickly as you can. Just the first thing that comes to your head. First question, what is your favorite fast food place? Uh, Chick-fil-A. Mm, perfect. What is your favorite dine-in restaurant? Um... That's well, cheesecake. I can't think of anything else. Cheesecake. I was going to say, if you don't have an all-time favorite, have you tried something new lately that you might suggest? Oh, yeah. You guys eat a lot. You guys eat a lot. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, newer place, it's not super fancy, but Mr. Shabu's in, at the Gateway. Uh, hot pot place. It's pretty good. Hmm, okay. Uh, next question. All-time favorite band or artist, or if you don't have one, maybe name your top three. Uh, Biggie Smalls, Kendrick Lamar, um, Common, as far as rappers. There you go. I, I kind of was hoping that last one you're going to like really surprise us and go like George Strait, but that's okay. <laughs> I'll give you another one. Uh, hiatus Coyote. Look him up. Say it one more time. Hiatus Coyote. All right. Hiatus mm-hmm. Coyote. They're really um, out there. All-time favorite movie? Mm, Toss-up between Dark Knight or Inception. I'm a Chris Nolan fan. Uh, current favorite TV show that you're into? Atlanta. Right. Oh, good one. We already asked the Mount Rushmore. Well, okay, that's some NBA players. Uh, who is your Mount Rushmore of NBA players? Jordan, LeBron, Kareem, Magic. Mm. Yeah. And probably, I mean, overall, probably either Oscar or uh, Wilt. There you go. All right, and for the last question, our kind of change-up question, I, uh, let's see, off the top of my head. Man, uh, I'll, all right, I'll come up with this one. What's your all-time favorite concert you've ever been to or somebody you've seen live that was just hype? Uh, Ironically, I'm not the biggest concert guy, um, but the one that I did see was actually here um, 
with Common at Twilight. Oh, that yeah. was lit. That one was really dope. I really enjoyed that one. I've got one more that I want to add to this, Daniel, if you don't mind. Um, Who's Daniel? Uh, <laughs> we know now. Jazz Nation. It's weird to call you Jazz Nation. I've got one that I want to add to this. Um, have you ever been in a commercial about sportsmanship and how to pass it on? And if so, what was your role in said commercial? Uh, there was a line that I'm not going to repeat. Uh, I just suggest that your listeners look up a sportsmanship pass it on commercial featured uh, my high school team back in 2006. Uh, some really great acting, uh, some really terrible storylines as far as what would really happen in the game. Uh, but go look it up, people. It's great. Yeah. And he, uh, if you're looking for Mike, he has a towel on his head. And I'll say the line. I'll say the line. Come on, Alex. That's the line. The ref did not call that. There you go. That's I sound like a Budweiser frog to Doug, apparently. So. <laughs> Speaking of commercials, that just makes me go back to thinking, you know, during the time you were there working, there were some commercials by the players that were just looking. If you could see them now, you'd probably be really laughing at them. The one that comes to mind is, I believe it was Ronnie Brewer did the milk commercials. And those always made me laugh. Were you, do you remember any of these kind of commercials and maybe laughing at the players and making fun of them? I, I, when you said the milk commercials, the only one that popped in my head was the D will one with the mustaches and stuff. But mm. those, uh, I mean, it, those guys are just trying to get paid. I don't blame them. They, <laughs> Yeah, it's time to be an actor, you know. But did they, did they have to do any other promotions that you were just maybe they were just like, "What the hell am I doing?" or anything funny like that that you can remember? I can't think of anything really because a lot of times those guys were probably just cashing checks. I know Paul uh, Millsap; he always he was really cool. He always gave me stuff, but um, he was always the one that didn't want to do any of that type of stuff. He tried to keep it low key. Um, mm-hmm. But anytime he had to do any type of promotion, you could tell he's like, "I don't want to be here. Just cash me my check. Let me go." Did they ever have you guys involved in anything like that? Like, cause you had to be there for practices. You were there for games, but was there any, like uh, any other jazz stuff outside of those two uh, things where you had to be a part of it? Uh, so we did actually do one promotion. Like uh, uh, our, our uh, photographer, Melissa took a, f- a photo of all of us for a uh, jazz magazine or something. I saw pop up a couple mm-hmm. months ago. Um, the only other things that we really did, which was also really cool, um, outside of just jazz stuff was the summer league. Mm. Um, so we did do NBA summer league, uh, for a while, especially when it was at slick. Um, yeah. and then when it was at up at the, uh, Delta center or excuse me, energy solutions arena, whatever it's called now. Um, now I think, right. Yeah, definitely not called that. <laughs> I said, I don't, I'm not caught up. It's Delta center for me, man. It's yeah. going to be Delta center until yeah. I die. Um, but yeah, the summer league was probably one of the, other coolest perks we had just because you saw a lot of the up and coming guys like, like we got hung out with carmelo for a little bit and then other oh, wow. types of cats so yeah nice so as we get kind of maybe toward the end of this interview it's time to start really getting to those questions that everybody wants to know about um and i'm going to start with the juicy question here uh, was there ever the time that a player came up to you before the game or something and said yo man i need you to find me a girl tonight <laughs> <laughs> or vice versa if there I wouldn't ever say was a, it's like that or was but... there ever a player that said i need you to find me a guy tonight i don't know either whatever makes them happy but was there ever literally i mean i think i think a lot of fans probably <laughs> think that that really i don't does go on and you know when they're in town they want want some help for some fun oh you're night. talking so, about a visiting player oh yeah visiting or, or home okay. or home yeah, i'm not, I'm not gonna talk any... about the yeah, i'm not gonna talk about the home players i'm not gonna do that like that in case <laughs> but, they do listen to this but... but was there any stories like that was that legit a thing that goes on yeah, yeah. Um, my most famous one, like I said, this happened all the time. So there's a lot of guys that probably did this uh, at the same time. But my famous one was uh, we were playing Dallas when Jason Kidd was there, and he was. Uh, it was. In, I'm pretty sure this was the playoffs, or it was like late season 
Um, but we were playing, they were up like five or something, but it was an intense game. All of a sudden I get a tap from the trainer. So obviously they got to have a middleman for this part. <laughs> I get a tap from their trainer and he's like, Hey, uh, see that girl over there is on the other side of the, of the floor, which we're not usually supposed to go to. He's like, Hey, I need you to go get that girl's number real quick for Jason kid. And I was like, Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> All right. So I like, I have to do this like slick. Some also, we're not technically allowed to do this at that time, or at least they tell us not to move across the floor. Yeah. So I think I do it at either timeout or halftime or something. I don't remember where, uh, what quarter it was. I walk over there and I'm like, Hey, uh, I'm sorry for being awkward. This is really weird. I'm not trying to hit on you or anything, blah, 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 blah. But Jason kid, you see the one light skinned dude barely has a beard one of the greatest passers of all time you gotta know who i'm talking about and she's like yeah 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 i was like he actually wants your number like is it all right like i know this is weird and she was like yeah yeah that's fine and then i walked back over yeah i, was, I said it was really easy i'm surprised like like i said i was being a little weird about it because it was weird for me right so i walk over to the trainer i was like hey you got some cash for me my man like what are we doing here yeah yeah that's what i wanted to know did you this get a transaction? Tip? He said he's going to hook me up later. I didn't see the guy for the rest of the oh, day. Oh, what a, <laughs> like, what a on, clown, man. that trainer. I, and it makes me wonder, too, maybe it was for kid, but maybe it was for that trainer. That's what I'm thinking. What I, a punk. You know what I'm saying? So I, yeah. so I was like, whatever. It is what it is. It's a part of the job. So Now we got to know if there was ever any rejections, though. If you go up to somebody and she's like, ew, no, go away <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I kind of think about it. I'm pretty sure there wasn't, like I said, cause a lot of times, like I would point to them and then the players would be like, Hey, yeah. Like look that way. Cause I'd be looking at what I'm doing oh, to see yeah, if it yeah. works. So I'm, I'm not really sure. I honestly, the only times I got rejected is when I tried to hear it on a jazz cheerleader. So <laughs> shot my shot and, yeah, fell. and, and missed it. Um, Rach don't so, listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got a great wife, great wife now. Be- beautiful. Family. Happily married. Beautiful yeah, kid. Yeah. Um, you you talked about that that uh, trainer kind of stiffing you on a tip. Uh, maybe you can give us one or two examples of players that were opposing players, or even for the Jazz, if you want, that were good tippers. You know, because they have to give you tips for doing running errands and doing things. And on the flip side, minus J Kid or his trainer, one of the two, uh, who weren't good tippers. Uh, so Al Jefferson was a really good tipper. So he was one of the main dudes that I got food for. He would always tip me like hundred plus bucks just to go get like Subway or something. So, wow. And that, like I said, that was college broke day. So hundred yeah. bucks at that time. CJ was really cool. Uh, CJ miles. Remember him? He was really dope. He was young as hell too. When we first started off. So he was mm. almost like our age yeah. when we played or when he played anyway. Um, I always tried to bet him. I remember trying to bet him one time that I could dunk off of uh, one step. Oh boy. This was back in the day. I had hops. I got it. It was like thin. It was very thin, but I got it. So I got okay. paid that time. But, uh, and I know you were leading into this question, but um, another one that really wasn't trying to tip like that at that time, like I said, it could have been a bad time was uh, Chris Paul though. Wasn't the, wasn't the nicest of tippers and wasn't the nicest of guys, but like I said, it was pregame. So he could have been in the zone or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. KG, another buster. Didn't like him either. Can't stand him. <laughs> Trash individual. Glad he forgave my man Ray Allen finally. <laughs> okay. Um, so keeping with the the juicy stories here, um, did you ever get opportunities to maybe hang out with the players outside of the arena? And is there any like party stories or even maybe just played some PlayStation with the players or had any reaction with them outside the job hours? Yeah, I wish I had some more of these. Um, my man, uh, Colton, Adam, and them, like I said, those guys are older, so they hung out with booze a lot more and, like, yeah. a lot of the more famous stars and stuff, so they would go to some of the parties. 
uh, a lot of times I was actually just hanging out with some of the younger guys. So uh, I remember I was kind of, I ended up being on, I don't know if you, if you remember uh, Mo Almond, uh, mm-hmm. Daniel. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't in the league for too long, but he was my guy for a while. Me and him hung out a lot. I know you're good friends when you're calling him Mo instead of Morris. Yeah. I'm sorry, Morris Allman <laughs> from Rice University, yeah. six foot eight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was really cool. Him, uh, like I said, I hung out with Gordon a few times, uh, but also my guy was Jeremy Evans, mm. uh, slam dunk contest Jeremy Evans. I hooked him up with a lot of music. Um, him and my friend Mike Johnson, Silky. Um <laughs> We hooked him up with a shit ton of music, but he got mad at me because a lot of it wasn't the stuff of, of today or back then. Mm. Um, but we hung out uh, a few times. Um, nothing too major. A lot of times it was just practice and playing, but some guys did. Like, I know Colton hung out with Carlos Boozer all the time. Yeah. Are you still in contact with any of these players by chance or just it's all? If I were to see him, yeah, like I've ran into a few guys. Like, I always see Ronnie Price every now and then. Like, me and him are always pretty cool um but nothing too major uh like i said a lot of these guys get traded and a lot of them are not here so i don't get to talk to them as much or wait does ronnie, do ronnie still live here or is he i don't know i don't okay. know i honestly don't know. i just see i knew he was coaching uh some type of tournament a little while ago like a couple of years ago but i haven't talked to him since then mm. speaking of that before i forget have you seen ronnie brewer lately no what happened you didn't make it sound like he's he's jacked Really? He was already, I was about to say, he was pretty solid back in the day, though. These guys weren't small. He's on someone's coaching staff. I can't remember which one, but yeah, he's a college coaching staff now. Oh, wait, what school did he go to? Arkansas? Arkansas Arkansas State? Yeah, Yeah. he's with them. Mm. Okay. It's funny, because I have a story about him. We were were doing a locker room clean out, and uh, (laughs) Darren Williams was fucking with him, talking about like, hey, do you remember the ball boys' names, right? So oh. like each one of us would walk by, he's like, ah, blonde hair, ah, <laughs> black guy. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Remember that when you wanted to tell motherfucker? Exactly. Like, right. Yeah. Uh, so, that was just funny to me. So before we leave this, leave this era of the jazz talk, is there maybe another one last story you think would be funny to share? Ah, uh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that happened, so it's a lot of it's a blur. Um. Another one that I always find hilarious is just the fact that I actually got to sit down and hang out with Shaq, but sitting down next to Shaq, he was sitting down. I was standing up and just for the record, I'm six foot, so I'm not short, but this man was taller than me sitting down in the chair. And so I'm like, all right, that's when you know, somebody's big, like just big and huge. Um, But he was hilarious, man. I tried to talk shit about him, told him that uh, Costa Kufus would ball him up. Uh, that night this was sun shack so i was like he's got a chance you know he's got a chance oh sun sun shack yeah it wasn't this yeah. wasn't la shack no this was sun shack yeah so i was like we got a chance the shack lit us up it wasn't happening yeah uh, awesome. but i said i got a lot of stories i just forget like half of them man so yeah it was fun um and then when you when you were, it was your last season did you know it was your last season or was it maybe afterwards you're like you know it's time to hang it up or did they say dude you're done no, so actually I quit. Um, I got a job, uh, actual well-paying job. So I was like, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was trying to see if I could get back just to, like do like uh weekend games just to see for fun. But they're like, yeah, we can't, you gotta have to be in school at that time. Mm. So it's like, that was the one of their policies. So I had to hang it up prematurely a little bit, but I knew I was out the door when they offered me way more money. Hung up the towel, the broom, you were out. Yep. Had to put up the old, uh, t-shirt, old jazz t-shirt. Yeah. Nice. You know, and before I forget, I meant to ask this earlier, but what is it, what does the day consist of? So let's say it's a normal game time tip off at seven. So 
what time do you have to get there and what's the whole process? Yeah, so we would get there at four. Um, we're supposed to be there at four. Some guys show up a little bit earlier, um, but I would get there at four. Uh, then get guys ready. So a lot of guys would show up around that time for uh, to get warmed up, get shots up. Um, but we get towels ready, we get jerseys ready, set up shoes, uh, get food ready. Um, then we would do their warm ups. So they would do like five o'clock by around five o'clock. They start doing their warm ups and stuff. Um, we'd work out with them for the next hour and a half. Um, then we go back in the locker room, get other stuff ready if they needed extra stuff. Then we'd eat get ready for the game, do our little handshakes. So if you watch any of the old games, you'll see me and my boy B piles doing handshakes and high fives <laughs> right before the, uh, um, the flag and all that stuff. So it wasn't too crazy, but it was just a lot of just getting guys ready to go. Yeah. That's fun. A lot of good memories. I'm sure. Um, so I'm you're, you're a jazz fan. You say, so let's talk about the jazz these days. Current. Um, the current situation. What are your, what are your thoughts on the jazz right now? Um, as a fan, I get. I mean, obviously, we want them to go to the finals and all that. But what are you? What are you? What are you saying they need to get to? Like, are you? Are you in the? They got to get to Western Conference and a oh, cool, successful, or is it second round and we're done? Then blow it up, kind of situation. Like, where are you at? I feel like we are. If it's not this season, uh, it's going to be next season that somebody's going to get blown up unless we go to the finals, man. I'm of the mindset that even if we get to the Western Conference Finals, look at what happened to Portland doesn't do anything for you so like tough part is, is that we're in a bad we're in a bad situation because you look at teams like golden state uh they're getting healthy you look at teams like the clippers they're about to come back i mean you ain't got to worry about the lakers for a while but like other teams memphis is starting to come along and that's just in the west coast like you got a lot of teams that are getting better we're matching up with dallas right now denver is not even healthy and we still almost have the same record so i'm kind of looking at it like at this point, we might have to blow up something or we're going to need one additional piece. We're going to need another top guy in order to actually make a serious move. I just don't know where you're going to get it from. So as a fan, so, I mean, this is all make-believe, so everyone calm down. Don't freak out on me. <laughs> but say this year, the Jazz, you know, we barely make it past the first round. You know, they get past it, but it was a really tight series. And then the second round, we just it, it falls apart. The Jazz just kind of lose it. As a fan, would you say at that point it's time to blow up the roster, everyone but Donovan's available? Would you say Snyder, see you later? Or do you give him, a, you know, one more chance? Like, where would you be at in that situation? I feel like it depends on how it played out. If it was a lot of coaching, um, then, like I said, I could see Snyder on his way out. I wouldn't necessarily – I think he's a better coach than a lot of people give him credit for. His rotations are a little eh, iffy, but, I mean – a lot of this stuff is guys aren't making plays and a lot of selfishness as of right now, today. I'm not pointing out names. Um, There's just not a lot of passing. I looked at the last, I think it was a game or two before, we only had like 10 assists and 30, uh, 30 buckets. So that's that could be coaching. Um, that could be players. But I'm not going to throw him under the bus until I see what happens in the playoffs this year. I would say if that scenario happened, though, um, I'm saying blow everybody up except for Rudy and Donovan. I even keep Rudy, me personally. I just I just don't think you're going to find a guy like, that replaces what Rudy can do for you and get it on the offensive side or the defensive side. I mean, plus, I think the thing that people don't think about is that giant-ass contract he's got, too. So you don't hard. know what you're going to get back for that either. So I mean, I can see some teams actually going out for him. You're just not going to get a return you're wanting. You're mm-hmm. going to get a, a couple of pieces that are not going to equate. Okay, we're going to get like the – we're going to get Burks back from the Knicks for Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I love Alec Burks. I mean, too. Like I said, it's just, it depends on what you can get. If you can get like a primetime guy that can play offense and defense, 
possibly. It's just I don't see many people trading out there. Yeah. You're not gonna get a. You're not gonna obviously not gonna get a Joel Embiid, uh, uh, Jokic oh, no. package. So, what's the point? Keep those two and then build around that. They have enough years to to build up again. Maybe what the answer is is they just need to have some former team manager. What is it called? See, I'm doing that like your Daniel House. <laughs> uh, out of retirement, get in there, get those towels handled, get hey. the court handled, get some numbers for the visiting players. As long as I got a heating pad on my knees, man, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I can still do the mop. I won't get ran over. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's 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 go out with a bang here with one last question for you. As a fan of the team, too, what are your thoughts on the supposed rebrand that's coming? The black, yellow colors. You a fan? You're not digging it, or are you just you holding out until you actually see the official? Yeah, official? I'm. I'm holding out. I've seen a lot of the different ones. I don't love what I've seen. I'll say that. I, I got to see the whole package, see the whole idea behind it. Um, I don't love just the yellow concept. I wish they would have done something different. Um, I do like the black and white idea even though it's kind of Clippers ish uh, when they have those black and white jerseys, but we'll see. I, I'm, I'm one of those that likes to wait and see when things happen. Cause I remember a lot of people got mad about the baby blue jerseys and then they became beloved and then they switched back to the blue and green and people were pissed about that. So <laughs> I'm waiting, I'm waiting to see. I just hope that at some point, cause it seems like a lot of teams just have stuck identities uh, in a good way. Like New York, we need something that's iconic that just sticks out that says jazz and we don't need to change it up or just mix it with those colors. Yeah. But we'll see. Well, uh, I think we're done. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks thank for you for, thank, thank you, you for guys. sharing, sharing some of your time. Uh, again, that commercial is sportsmanship. Pass it on. You'll see my guy, Mike with the towel on his head. Uh, but I, I do appreciate you taking some time, giving us some insight in the players and uh, your, your career as a, as a what? Uh, a, a person <laughs> a ball person so that Thank a you. ball and, person and before we go i guess we got to ask just to be official do you got any plugs you need anything you got to promote or anything you want uh to shout out to my wife um she is a graphic yeah. designer rm creative uh with the eight in the middle on instagram check her workout she's really good yeah absolutely i was gonna say you better also, shout out your wife shout out to my man will wonder in his podcast he's doing big things Thank check you. him out Thank you, sir. Wow, that was pretty lame. Yeah, no, that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and go right, check man. out Jazz Nation Instagram. Do that as well. He's fire. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, man. You, you have a good day. I appreciate it. All right. It's time to look ahead to the upcoming Jazz games. And, uh, you know, l- last week going into those road games, I was not feeling the most positive. I, I have to be honest. I was a little nervous, and my nerves came through. You know, we had all those L's. And I'm looking at this upcoming games and I'm not, I have the same feeling in my stomach right now. And I want to be proven wrong. Prove me wrong. Yes. Prove me wrong. <laughs> uh, sorry. Wow. Um, that was my acting there. Uh, let's start with the game today. Like I said, we've said it a few million times, but at the time we're recording this, it's Sunday. The Jazz are in Dallas to play the Mavs tonight. Um, at the end of this podcast, I'll come back and do an update and tell you who won or lost that. But right now, let's just give our prediction. Assistant to the host, what do you feel about tonight's game in Dallas? Jazz favored by one in Dallas. I think, I hope, they have to. The Jazz get the win. I always love how these odd things, like they win by one or points. How the hell do you Vegas think? always knows something, right? But one they? one in that. So to break something down for you, 
Dallas at home, if they're a decent team, should be favored by a certain amount of points. Uh, Utah being favored by one lets me know that Vegas knows something, and if you're a conspiracy theorist, Vegas never loses. But uh, if you're looking at this game as a as an actual game and looking at it at a basketball level, Jazz losing three in a row, uh, I don't see them losing four in a row, and I think they get the win in Dallas. I, I really hope they get the win. I hope there's some... I You know what I would love to have happened as a fan is I would hope that before this game, it's a players-only meeting. They shut the door and say, Coach, we got to talk. And somebody just, I, I don't care who it is, just says, guys, we got to get over this hump right now. We, we're on a hump. We, it's time to get these humps out. <laughs> we, this is a big game. You know, this is, this is a possible playoff matchup game. We got to show these fools we're here. You know, we've, yeah. we've had a, we had a rough road trip, and we're still on the road. But guess what? We're stepping on some heads tonight. And yeah. them heads belong to them Dallas Mavericks. Wow, you should do it. You should See if you can get on a FaceTime prior to the game. <laughs> so yes, but you know what I mean, right? Like they need to hi- they need to hype themselves up for this game. They need to come out swinging, and this needs to be one of those games where, like, by the end of the first quarter, the Jazz are up by like fifteen or twenty. Now I'm not saying they have to maintain that lead the whole game, although that'd be nice. But you know what I mean? Just come out just a blazing because from the road trip games that I've seen so far, they've kind of come out just like, eh. mm-hmm. or in regards to the Boston game, I'm not even sure they came out. Uh, sorry. I'm looking here. It says uh, Davis Bertans is out. Uh, Trey Burke is day-to-day. So, I mean, Bertans gives you a lot of shooting on the outside for Dallas. Uh, again, they're a smaller team. I just – the Jazz just need to win it at, at the mean, end of the day. Gonna, if we're going to talk injuries, uh, let's not forget the Jazz are down boy on steals. So, uh, my prediction going into this game is – I'm just going to go – I'm going to go negative, and I really want them to prove me wrong. Oh, my God. You're going to say they lose I, four I, in a I, row? I, I think they might lose. But, hey, I really want them to prove me wrong. This is so – out of all the recent gains, please, let's kick some ass in this game. I could keep going on about hyping it up. Let's move along. The game that I call the trap game of the week, 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 week. I don't think they heard any of that when you moved the mic away, but that's fine. <laughs> I was trying to do a cool echo thing. <laughs> the Jazz on Tuesday – conclude this long ass road trip in los angeles that's crazy if you look at this they started out in new york last week and then now in los angeles just a quick side thing i had mentioned earlier that i went on a trip just to las vegas which is literally like an hour flight from salt lake and i don't fly a whole lot and i'm not scared of flying but there was some little bounciness on my flight home because of the wind and it just made me think, I don't know how these players do this traveling all the time. I mean, I mean, I'm sure at a certain point they just get used to it or whatever. But, like, remember when the Jazz had that scary flight situation? Mm. Where, but I don't know. Anyways, that was a, that was very off track there. It so, was, but uh, it's fine. You know, turbulence, it's a thing. That was that just a, a way of me saying. A lot of people fly on planes have to go through. Yeah, it's it was fine. just a long way of me saying they've made some quite, they started out basically on the East Coast and are now onto the West Coast. Yeah. So they're in Los Angeles to play the Clippers of said Los Angeles on Tuesday. What do you think? They're beating the Clippers. The Clippers aren't a, a great team. They're not a they're they're a below average team without Paul George and without Kawhi. Um, they're not losing to the Clippers. But also, I mean, this is also you know side note to it. But this game will be on TNT, so it's a national. Yeah. So this would be a really good way for the Jazz to come out because you know they're going to talk about the Jazz road trip and not being so successful. So this would be a good game for them to come out and be like, oh, yeah, you think we're not doing so good? Watch us just go crazy. Whose voice is that on the Jazz? Is that Donovan? Is that Quinn? Who is that? Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's just like their you know their 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 ego was like oh, oh yeah, okay check it's us. their inner know. voice got yeah. it. Anyway, put some bass in that. Go ahead. Anyways, uh, so it's a TNT game, so we know Donovan's going to show off and show out. 
I would love for them to also in that game maybe uh nah. It's Nas not got a whole lot of time lately. Mm. It'd be cool to see him get some time. Um, yeah. And uh and Gomez. Wait, give me his whole name. Hernan Gomez. Hernan? Hernan? Juancho? Juancho, if you know. Sorry. I, One of the they're never gonna do this podcast if you make fun of their listen, names. I, we gotta make it a little funny on these things. If you just mm. talk all the time serious, people are just like, This is boring. You gotta give a little make humor. Making fun of people's names. Uh, I've I've just kinda gone on here. I will say the Jazz actually do win in Los Angeles against the Clippers, and I really uh, I would really like this to be a game where they blow it out. And then, like, in the fourth quarter, it's just, like, the, the bench guys get to play. Yeah. Okay. Uh, to Thursday we go. And, hey, hey, they finally have a home game. We could finally go to a game. And guess what? It's against a team we all hate, the Lakers. And it's on TNT as well. Holy. Back, back to back. Back to back. Shout out to Drake. Wow. Um, you know what's funny about this game that might piss off a lot of Laker fans? Wouldn't it be great? Because, you know, the Lakers really haven't played much in Salt Lake this season. It was kind of surprising because, you know, usually we get them at least four times or so. But I would laugh my ass off if this is one of those games where where Braun doesn't play. That's what I was wondering. Like, uh, you know, he, he doesn't play every game, obviously. It's a road game. <sighs> maybe he's just like, eh. That's the but, hard part. But it is a TNT game, so maybe he... Yeah, I think he'll be there. Maybe he has to. I don't know. Um... I'm just going to say, just I'm going to say my prediction first. Jazz are home. They're going to be hyped to be home and sleep in their own beds. They get the win against the, the Lakers of Los Angeles on that game. Yeah, I'm going to say the Jazz win. I'm going to say LeBron gets 38-ish and the Jazz win uh, handedly. Lakers are just bad. <laughs> and to finish out this week, it doesn't get easy because they're back on the road to head back to California to play the Warriors of Golden State. Um, man, I don't know about this one. Um, this is about the time that Steph Curry is supposed to be back, too, possibly. So, who knows? Um, I mean, we probably won't know if he's playing until, like, the day of or day before. So, this is a tough one. Um, so, from this point, I'll just say the Jazz win if Curry's not playing. Um, but if he is, I don't know. Yeah. I'm right there. Eight days ago, uh, the headline was that Curry would be reevaluated in two weeks. I would imagine they probably hold him out here. Uh, so you have to think the Jazz get the win in uh, in Golden in Golden State. Yeah, we'll just say that. And then just to let you guys know, the regular season is just about over. After that, uh, the following week, four games left. They have three home games, and then it's a makeup game against the Trailblazers in Portland. So, yeah, I might sign a ten day for that one. Um. So yeah, I mean, the last couple games, you know, we play Memphis at home, Thunder at home, and then the Suns at home, and then at Portland. So, it doesn't get much easier. So, Lord help. The Boyan gets back, and uh, House gets back, and uh, Whiteside gets back. Yeah, this is we're getting to that time where guys need to get back, and let's get back on track. I, I could honestly, uh, you know, we'll obviously cover this next week, but I could see the Jazz winning every one of those games, depending on who's playing uh, for those teams. Um, I mean, at that Morant's point, I mean, out, and then the Suns. Do they even need to play? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Suns probably don't even want to play anybody for that game. And yeah. when you go to Portland, I mean, it could be just like there. That's why I said I'd probably send a ten day for the Jazz. Let Donovan get some team. rest, yeah. and I'll I'll get some shots up. I don't know. We'll see. Call me. But uh, that's it. We are done with uh, this week's episode of the Jazz Nation podcast.
I guess it's time for our assistant to the host to get in his plug. So, sir, do your plugs. Yep. Uh, like every week, my podcast, The Will Wonder Pod, comes out on Wednesday. You can listen to it iTunes or, wow, iTunes, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, if the Jazz want me for a one, I mean, a one game contract against the Blazers, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready. I stay ready. So I don't got to get ready. Uh, yeah. And uh, wow. Mazel tov to you and all your stuff you just talked about there. Um, thank you again to our interview this week, the ball attendant. Whatever it's called. My, uh, my friend Mike Thompson, ball boy, ball attendant, team attendant. Thank you. Or be a ball girl, whatever you want. Team attendant. Yeah, I Just guess that's right. Be whatever. Shout, I, you know what? I and shout out to the people that do that job. That's probably, I've got to say, I forgot to ask him, but I always wonder, you know, those are the ones that, you know, when a player comes in and takes their stuff off and the person you always see has to go running behind the coach to grab that. Mm-hmm. I've always thought when I see them do that, I'm like, how the hell do they always avoid the coach? <laughs> like, you know, because those coaches, they don't, they're just in their own world. They're just over there moving around and sometimes they're standing and sometimes they go to sit and it's just like, have, have you ever just like gone to run again? And all of a sudden it's like, bam, into the coach. That's, you, just, you, you know, you just, you got to be coordinated. You got to be able to avoid people in motion. Pick you got to be clothing. able to see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Thanks so much for that interview. That was a fun interview. Um, Hopefully uh, we have more of those to come for you. Thanks so much for listening to the Jazz Nation podcast, which is available on Spotify, Apple, Google, Anchor. I don't know. Someone's probably bootlegging it too. Thanks so much for listening. Again, if you uh, have any suggestions on what we need to do to improve the podcast or what you love about the podcast or hate it, let me know. Um, If you're somebody out there who would like to sponsor the podcast, any kind of communication you have, you can email me. It's jazznationnews at gmail.com. And uh, we will be back with another episode next week. We drop new episodes every Monday. We appreciate you listening. Enjoy your uh, day or your night whenever you're listening. But we appreciate you. Bye-bye. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. Hey, everyone. Just wanted to do a quick update at the end of the podcast here. The Utah Jazz and Dallas Mavericks game is over and the losing streak lives on. The Utah Jazz fall in Dallas, final score, Dallas 114, Utah 100. <sighs> um, sorry, the frustration is just, it's its in all of us right now. We, we can, let's all be honest. Rudy Gay leads the Utah Jazz with point, with in points with 18 points. I mean, literally, I just kind of had to, Catch my breath and look that over and triple check that. Yeah, Rudy Gay leads the Jazz with points tonight with 18 points. Donovan Mitchell finished with 12 points tonight. Um, and hopefully not a serious injury because uh, in the third quarter, he had kind of an ankle scare there, but he came back after going into the locker room for a quick second, came back and finished the game. So uh, I guess we're going to find out tomorrow just if he's good or if he's going to have time off. And uh, man, let's hope he doesn't have time off. We have enough dudes with time off. Um, last minute before the start of the game, Rudy Gobert was scratched and didn't play. This game, that means in this game total, the Jazz were without Rudy Gobert, Hassan Whiteside, House Jr., and Boyan. So, man, we just cannot have another injury. This is not the time for that to happen. Um, first half, Jazz looked pretty good, actually. They uh, 
the small ball was was fine, but uh, all of a sudden in that second half, maybe Dallas was just saving it for that second half. It seemed like they just switched it on and took over. So uh, Luca finished with 32 points, and he is. I mean, I'm looking here at the stats. He was actually the leader for everything for the Mavs. 32 points, 10 rebounds, and five assists. I guess that Luca guy is pretty good. Um, <laughs> Jazz next game is going to be Tuesday in LA to finish off this current road trip against the Clippers. Um, so that's just a quick update on the game today. Uh, again, Jazz lose to the Dallas Mavericks. Boy, let's hope this turns around soon because it's it's frustration city right now in Jazz Nation. Um, so that's it. That's the, Now this is the end of this week's podcast. Thanks so much for listening in. Make sure you're following and rating our podcast wherever you're listening. We appreciate your guys' support and uh, bye-bye.